0: Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. With us on this episode is Brent Lager, the co-founder and president of Uncover KC. Welcome, Brent.
1: Hi, thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: Brent, Uncover KC is a 501c3 organization and volunteerism is at its core. Take us deeper into that. What do you do at Uncover KC?
1: Yes. So it really falls back to three simple terms. Connect. We uh, connect people and organizations here in Kansas City or organizations to people. We then act, we drive them to action. So whether that's motivating or communicating or helping people do that, or simply just reminding them, and then uh, we make impact through that. It's literally connect, act, and impact uh, is what we do. It's the essence of everything. And what we've learned is people like to make social impact in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And so it can't just be volunteerism like my original ideal was. It's more, it's beyond that, you know, service comes in many different ways, but you always need the connection and you always need something just to make sure you're acting in that way.
0: Talk to us about where you came up with the idea. What inspired you to start Uncover KC?
1: Yeah, uh, it was, wow, eight years ago. And I was a sports reporter at the time. I grew up here in KC, Parkville area, went to Mizzou got my journalism degree there came back was gonna be the next great sports writer and jumped around a lot of small papers I could never leave Kansas City though kept getting some offers of different cities I just I love the town and especially I fell in love with the game when I came back from college um, and lived downtown and, and really saw the undercurrent of the city and all the different like the art the music uh, the service scene and all these different ways and so when I was uh, still a sports reporter and, and an editor I was just missing something I I, My heart had a hole in it and I couldn't fill it. I had money. I had friends. I had my own place. You know, I just, life was good. It was good, but I didn't, I was lacking meaning. I just was missing that purpose in life. And so my faith led me to volunteer. And I wanted to put actions or words that I've been reading about love into action. So I went looking to volunteer. And not, I have volunteered a lot in my life before 2013, but it is all at some of the bigger organizations. And so I went looking for small, medium sized nonprofits in Kansas City. And I found it really hard to find.
0: There are a lot of
1: them, though. There's a lot. There's over 4,500 nonprofit organizations in Kansas City. I gave up. <laughs> I looked for like two months, I made phone calls. I just couldn't find anyone there to help me get connected. And, you know, I, I was like, I think like most people, I didn't know how to get involved. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped trying. And eventually what happened was I was driving home on the first Saturday in 2013. It was snowing outside. I went past 13th and Broadway where there's a Quiznos there and there's a the Golden Dome Cathedral's there. And there's a homeless outreach called Morning Glory Cafe and i saw a line of people just wrapped around two blocks in a driving snowstorm and i'm just like there has to be someone helping someone in there so let's just stop the car and go ask to help mm-hmm. and i was you know 26 and single so rejection was not new <laughs> so uh <laughs> we went for it me and my buddy just we stopped the car and we went in and we end up serving 300 people that day who do not have homes morning glory is still going strong there and if you ever want to serve I, I highly recommend it it's very First-hand experience. You make a hot meal, you serve over a small table, you clean it up afterwards and give them a cold meal on the way out. And that filled my heart. And then what changed my life was uh, two six-year-old kids walked through the line and I was in charge of like bite-sized sneakers that <laughs> you get like a Halloween, right? <laughs> You
0: were the dessert guy, huh? Very popular. I was the yeah. dessert
1: guy. I was the dessert guy. And so we have a, a one bag for 300 people. So I have to only give one out, right? Mm-hmm. And this little boy... I remember his, I remember he had multiple coats on. I remember seeing the snow in his hair and he asked for an extra piece for his sister, which still blows my mind. It wasn't for him. He asked for an extra piece. He said, can I get one for my sister?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I ended up like having one of those like life flashes moments. Like I was just like looking at him and, and I ended up just pouring as much as the bag as I could uh, into <laughs> both their bags. And they went nuts. And like kids in candy, right? Like I go nuts for candy, but like for 10 seconds, I gave someone joy pure joy just simply by giving something to them. And I was like, I want this feeling all the time. And so I started to just volunteer as much as I could on the weekends, as many different places as I could. I have a lot of different passions. So like as much as I fall in love with nonprofits, I, I like to work a lot of different places. Like I think like all of us, we have a lot of different interests and, and, and passions. And so for the next four months, me and my buddy volunteered every Saturday, I would look it up during the week and call them. If they didn't pick up, we would just show up. April, 2013 came. And by that time, it was just like, how do two, guys in the mid 20s make a difference like I make a systematic difference make change real authentic change and you just can't keep volunteering one off and so I asked him, I was just like what do we do and then I was like what if we got more people and he was like yeah <laughs> i mean like what if we got people who mm-hmm. had same same experiences as us and then they got bit by the bug just like we did And their, their soul was on fire and hopefully they were smarter than us and they could make real, you know, make real change. And so the idea I got was like, okay, let's just get more people. And so uncover was born in April, 2013 with the idea of, if I make it easier to volunteer, easier to serve more people would. And so then we did like a whole kind of analysis on what was in the area. And we made out a system and a process of connecting volunteers to organizations and helping them volunteer. And that's where Uncover was born. Over the years, it just grew from a basic volunteer connection service to programming, our education program in schools and corporate groups to to put meaning back into service. And so those programs grew after a few years, Mm -hmm. became the way we started to kind of financially sustain ourselves and grow. And then the last couple of years, we've evolved to not only include those, but also community organizing and volunteer management services.
0: Now, for, for someone who is volunteering through Uncover KC, are their names in the pool and they just get assigned anywhere? So this week I might be working here, next week I might be working there, or do they choose one place that they really want to focus and concentrate? How does that work?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. When we looked at it, we often saw that it was coming from a nonprofit and a needs point of view. And so what we want to do is come from a volunteer point of view. is What do you want to do? And what's your schedule? And then we'll go find what's out there for you to do. That's how our connection services work. Mm -hmm. Is you go on our website or you call us or email us and and we ask you a few questions, you know, what's your availability? What causes do you care about? What makes you tick or what ticks you off? (laughs) And how you want to make change? And maybe where you're located, uh, if that's an issue or if you have transportation. We go into our database and we find the nonprofits that fit those interests and then we connect you with their volunteer coordinator or whoever our contact is there and set up you almost like on a first date (laughs) it's like match.com volunteerism in a way Mm -hmm. and then we just let you go and we get out of the way
0: you mentioned a community organizing model that you follow tell us about that
1: yeah so that kind of grew organically out of what we were doing We've large community projects where a lot of different sectors of the community were trying to come together to solve something you know like digital equity being one example of that, the digital divide is greater than ever. Affordable and reliable resources are predominantly, you know, not in low to moderate income communities. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and
0: that's been especially bad during the pandemic with the homeschooling and work from home and so forth. Yeah.
1: What we have found is since, you know, we have a process and a structure uh, that we do when it comes to community projects and solutions, we get, we get brought in to manage that. So we got brought in for the digital equity task force which is the an arm of the coalition for digital inclusion and it's a, a working arm. And we have been working on projects to help bridge that gap. And it really what it boils down to is using the mythology of collective impact and being that middle organization that just brings the different cross sector collaboration to life, you know, handle the communications, handle the, the action steps for each of the partners. If we have nonprofits, we have corporate, we got churches, we got city officials, you know, everyone has their full-time jobs everything else. You need someone in the middle, just the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. And that's what our community organizing does. You mentioned
0: the digital, but you're in some other ones as well. Talk to us about some of those.
1: The Liberty Mental Health Alliance, born out of our own kind of thought process was, no. we kept getting more and more working with schools through our education program. And every time we kept working with kids and asking what areas of life they want to make impact, the number one answer, and still to this day, is mental health. The amount of stress and anxiety that's on our younger generations compared to, I think, my, even my own generation, and I'm 34, is, is totally different, and it's causing a different amount of mental health challenges. And so we wanted to create a collective impact group of community leaders and stakeholders coming together to try to address that. Not to create new resources, because there's a lot of resources already out there, but just connect people to those resources. And that's where the alliance built. We found, though, by chiseling down into a community instead of going citywide, because there are directories and, and things like that citywide. But yes. the turnover, the change, and just the outreach needed, it's hard to do it from a citywide aspect. So we started this pilot program up in Liberty, and the Mental Health Alliance focuses on that area. We're still figuring out the pieces of the puzzles, if we can figure that out. We could then replicate that in other communities across the metro.
0: Talk to us about... Some of the impact that you've had, whether it's stats or whether it's examples, anecdotal examples, would love to hear about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just to start with the stats, it's pretty direct. The volunteers we recruited over the last eight years is just over 52,000. With those 52,000, we've completed almost 110,000 service hours. It's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty awesome to see. And then, you know, with the government monetary valuation for service hours, which I think it's twenty five dollars and forty three cents now. It might have risen. I'm not sure, but anyway, you multiply that out, and it's about two point seven million dollar value for for nonprofits here in the area. And so that's always a really cool number to see. I'm more like you said. No, I, I like anecdotal <laughs> examples.
0: The candy bar experience.
1: Exactly the candy bar experience. One in particular in the fall. Uh, In October, we've done this since we started. We do this thing called Socktober. And it's a nationwide thing that we just like to be part of. But we just connect people and groups with our schools or corporations or churches with homeless shelters. And and those groups collect new donations of socks and and they give them to the organizations before the winter hit. This year, we helped collect 26,000 pairs of new socks to donate.
0: Oh, my.
1: That was from a great partner. H uh, 10 was a part of that, but, but that also includes school groups, scouts, churches. We make it really easy to do it. <laughs> and so uh, we just had a wide range of people participating. So that's always one of my favorite examples. And th- that this past fall was by far <laughs> our biggest one. Some of the other ones is we have a, a local partner juvenile detention center. And we work with the kids in there, small group, five to seven youth, ranging from ten to eighteen, and they're in there going through some issues. And some of their programming is to help to reconnect with the community, and they use our education program to do that. Well, during this past summer, when the social justice movements were coming through, those students, those youth, couldn't have their voices heard. Uh, they didn't felt like they could be a part of it because they were, you know, inside the facility. And so they used our programming to help. Uh, connect them with organizations outside working in the community in that field racial justice to um, housing justice to digital equity (laughs) and it was really cool because the kids made posters and then also made t-shirt designs for some of those organizations to then use in their efforts it empowered the youth to have their voice heard and to make impact that they actually cared about and, and was into that one sticks out to me too uh simply because you can do that very same thing in a lot of different ways over a lot of different causes. You just got to give kids and adults the opportunities and the structure to do it.
0: One of the more interesting projects that that you're involved with is World Building KC 2040. And that's a program that imagines Kansas City 20 years in the future. What's your vision for Kansas City 20 years from now? And how is Uncover KC making that transformation possible.
1: The whole idea behind our world building program is using virtual reality to look ahead in our community, our world, and create where we want to be, how we want to fix things, try out things in virtual reality, see what it looks like, and then work backwards to make it happen. So example being the city divide, redlining is such a major part of Kansas history. And if we ever want to get where we're bridging that divide and bringing people together, we need to reimagine the way our city is even laid out or the way community you know, centers are work or food deserts. You can map that out and you can draw that out. But when you actually walk through an experience in virtual reality, it takes on a whole new meaning. And then you can also use virtualities to see what would be the pros and what would be the cons of making changes like that. You can vision cast. Once we complete that, you then walk backwards five years, figure out what needs to happen by 15 years from now for this to happen in 20 years. Then you walk back five more years, what needs to happen in 10 years. And you go all the way back to present day. You can make a pathway and develop where you want the service project to go. And so it's a really cool one. I actually have not been able to do a pilot yet with it because I have been able to find the funding. <laughs> and so it's one goal this year is to find some funding to do a cohort with because I love to do it with 18 to 24 year olds and from all walks of life you know, from the suburbs, the urban to the rural areas and having them come together and, and redesign our city and then see what, you know, what could we in real world do with that? And so that's the vision of it.
0: That's how it works. What is your vision though? Do you, do you have something personally, if you were part of that group, do you have in two or three sentences, do you, could you articulate what you want Kansas City to be in 20 years?
1: I think I'd go back to where it all started for me. And I find our society and our community and, and nationally and locally, internationally, is very polarized. I see service as a way to bring that together. You might not agree with my political views, you might not agree with the way I brush my teeth or the way I mow my lawn, but I think we all can agree that, you know, this person needs a meal just to get through the day or this person needs uh, a home, or this animal needs a home. I think there's so many different ways that service can be that bridge. That's my vision.
0: What you are doing is so incredible with all the connections that you're making that result in all of the service and all the service leading to so much impact. I know there have to be listeners out there who would love to get involved. What are the ways to get involved and how can they go about doing
1: that? Absolutely. First thing is, you know, always our website or our social media outlets on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just reach out. We have forms on our site that you can fill out and we can get you volunteering tomorrow. We also have information on those sites that show you where nonprofits are located here in Kansas City. At least, you know, there's so many more as we talked about. So it's a great place to start. Another thing is I always have time to meet. I always have time just to connect and learn more about what you want and what you need. So call us 816-721- 5529. Just call us and let me know. Then we're happy to provide that information. It's also online. And you can email, of course. And then I think the third way, and and this one is a little out there, but everyone has circles. We all have a school we go to. We all have work, family, friends. You know, There's circles all around. Can you get your circle to volunteer just three hours in the next six months? And if you need help doing that, I am here and Uncover is here. And if we got everyone in the city to give three hours every six months, then that is maybe a wonderful world. That would be uh, the three ways I'd I'd challenge anyone and share with anyone that could connect with us.
0: So uncoverkc.org, go out there. All the contact information is on the organization's website and some of the different ways that you can volunteer. And, And you can also take a look at some of the different programs that Brent has talked about today, get a little bit more information and then get in touch with Brent directly, as he said. Brent, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. You are making such a difference. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me today.
0: This is Joe Close, President of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Brent Lager for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. Connect, act, impact. As Brent says, those three actions are the essence of everything. Service can take many different forms, but to create real change through service, we must make and foster connections, and then take action that has an impact. Throughout our history, Country Club Bank has experienced many chocolate bar moments, and we've been committed to acting upon them to make a difference in our community. We invite you to join us on this journey of making Kansas City a better place for all its residents. Together, we can make a collective and lasting impact. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank, member FDIC.